Hello. Welcome to another edition of the Nerdfest Sexy Podcast. Yum, yum, yum. Didn't show done. <laughs> is it? <laughs> John, John's New Year's resolution is to get into the ASMR market. Yeah. <laughs> the Yorkshire ASMR market. It's a particularly niche. The Yorkshire, Yorkshire really ASMR well. slurping a cup of tea. Yeah. Ebi come. Can't wait for you to go down my mine shaft. <laughs> hey, his laugh. I genuinely think John would make an absolute killing. You want to see my pits? <laughs> <laughs> I've got some hot. Wet tea. I wait for you to dip the bag right in it three times. <laughs> it's sold. But what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. Get away from her, you bitch! Hello and welcome to the first Nerdfest podcast of 2023. With us today we have... Paris Gibson. Peter Johnson. Dan Watkins. And I'm John Farbing. We are going to take a special look forward to the future to see what excites us in the coming year. And Dan has a special Fest of 2022 quiz for us. Ooh. The year 2000. The 2000 is the past. I'm still of an age where anything after 2000 feels like it's the future. So it's, it's yeah. been quite confusing yeah. for the last 23 years. Well, there are members of staff at my work who were born in 2006. That's disgusting. Wow. <laughs> what, they employ children where you work? <laughs> no, the problem is there are grown-ups now who were born in 2006. <laughs> it's weird. You can now be born and legally drink after I was legally able to drink. I don't understand. <laughs> so people who were born after you were legally able to drink are now legally able to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Very confusing. So, Keris, we've not seen you for a while. Well, we have seen you, but you've not podded with us for a while. I haven't. I've missed your faces. Hello. Hello. You Hello. must have watched all the Keanu Reeves films by now. <laughs> no. Oh. No, I have not. <laughs> you got to Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula and just gave up because there was no point. Watching any more films after that, that. right? How could you top that? Mm. I loved that movie. Um, I still haven't seen the one where he surfs. Oh, Point Point Break. Break. Thank you. This could be our new great game because I don't know any of the (laughs) titles. There's that one. There's the one where he's gothic. He's a goth. I mean, that could be any number of them, really. That's the one, John, at that point. (laughs) And that's it for another round of Name That Keanu. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know Keanu Reeves is Christopher Reeves' son? I did not. No, because it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Stop doing that to me. <laughs> Has anybody got any nerdy New Year's resolutions for 2023? Is it to stop lying about the Reeves family? It is, yeah. <laughs> yes, John, you should stop doing that. Um, I'm going to try and go a whole year without watching a trailer. Ooh. I don't believe mm. in them. Like they don't exist. She's saying that to me, who sent her about five trailers this mm-hmm. morning. <laughs> I watched the trailer for Megan, which it was going to be. It's it's going to be one of my potential things to look forward to in twenty twenty three. But mm. I watched the trailer, and I now feel like I've watched the entire film. That's why I don't like trailers mm-hmm. because it's just a two minute version of the movie. I like going to see a movie that I know very little about, and enjoying it, and not having any spoilers. Uh, even knowing who is in the movie is a spoiler to me. Okay. So you're not watching posters? You can't avoid posters. Even through the cinema, like, with your eyes go, no, God, no, 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 no. Uh, that's me. I'm in the middle of the cinema with my eyes closed, screaming over everybody. <laughs> How do you know which movies to go and see if you don't well, have these means? I, I go on recommendations from my friends. Mm. So I'll hands down watch anything that John recommends. Thank you. <laughs> We've all learned not to make that mistake. <laughs> you went to see everything everywhere all at once after I recommended it. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. And it was one of the best things I've ever seen at the pictures. I continue to provide my service of letting you <laughs> to know what films not to go and see. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody ever watched a single one of my film recommendations in 
were a hundred and odd episodes in. I still haven't watched Mandy, despite you both evangelising it and giving me the DVD for, as a birthday present. It was a Blu-ray, actually. I, I, mm. I went all Splashed out. Splashed out. £1.50 from CEX. <laughs> I started watching Sandman after you recommended it, but it wasn't because you recommended it. I would mm. have watched it anyway. But... So that yeah, but, you, but you told me about one episode that you particularly liked, and I got to that episode recently and understood why you liked it so much. Does that count? Yes. I, I thought I'll... you were going to say I turned it off and didn't bother with that episode. No, I didn't know. That was... <laughs> you just yeah. skipped that one. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, kind of? Okay, I'll take that. I would watch Morbius because of how much you hated it. Oh, God, don't. That's not a good reason. Oh, I think it... everyone yeah. hated Morbius. Uh-huh. What I know about Jared Leto annoys me, mm-hmm. and then I can't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's hard, isn't it, when an actor annoys you so much that you can't tolerate their face? Yeah. <laughs> so you don't find out who's in a film. Yeah. So you have a surprise. What if you go to watch that film and the first thing is just a big old Jared Leto face and he's the star of the film that you've taken yourself to see without knowing? Well, is, first... it, is it not therefore better to know who's in the film? First of all, well done to Jared Leto for surprising me. Um, I'm sure that's what he was aiming for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd rather be surprised and see something with somebody that I hate than know I was going to see a movie with somebody I loved in. Really? Yeah. Fair enough. Because you can't be surprised anymore these days. Well, I hope that some of the films coming out in 2023 will be surprising. (laughs) Um, That was was Thank you. It was a very Slick. good, yeah, yeah. As there are quite a few good-looking films coming out, but I don't know a lot about what's going to happen in any of them. I mean, Keris is going to be useless at this, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of the big, big summer releases for 2023 is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, mm. which we know next to nothing about, but people seem to be quite excited by. Yeah, I saw the trailer. I loved the trailer. Look. It did look fun, the trailer. Yeah. Uh, he looks very old. I mean, he's, he? he's 80. Yeah. So here's where I'll compromise. I'll allow somebody to half explain a trailer to me. <laughs> and then that way I've come close to the trailer. Okay. Trailer, trailer adjacent. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Well, the trailer for Dial of Destiny doesn't tell us much, except that Indiana Jones is back mm. and it's the 60s and there are still Nazis about. Thank you. That's that's beautiful. But we we well, see not the Nazis. The- <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Just in case anyone yeah. made that mistake, um, we we see sort of like a digitally young version of him. Mm-hmm. Do we, how much of the movie do we think he's going to be digitally young in? I understand it's the intro sequence. Ah, right. Okay. So we we have like a we we start in the forties, which is a bit that was filmed more local to uh, Dan and the rest of us. Was mm-hmm. it filmed at Banbury Castle? It certainly seems that way. They seem to admit mm-hmm. it. I mean, he was there when we were there, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what if the plot involves time travel and there's a lot of de-aged Harrison Ford in the film? No, thank you. Dial of Destiny, dial, clock, time travel. Just mm. just put some makeup on him, you'll be fine. I'd rather that than CGI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it does See, look good. I mean, we've only seen fairly low resolution YouTube kind of thing, but... We watched it twice, and the first time, I think we had a discussion with some other people who were like, is that, is, is footage. that footage from Raiders that they'd spiced into the trailer? Mm. Mm. Just in case you'd forgotten who he was in yeah. all the intervening <laughs> time. Uh, so this is, what, the... Fourth Indiana Jones Fourth film. one, yeah. right. Just, just checking John's yeah. numbering mm. system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in there as well. Yes. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's in it as well. Sigourney Weaver. So mm. what I'm wondering is, are they the same character in two different time zones? Time travel. Because I could imagine one turning into the other one. Timey-wimey. Mm. Yeah. I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge is Indy's goddaughter. Right. Yes. Which at least means we're not going to get some horrible intergenerational lecture. So that that's a yes, I think. That's a yes for Indiana Jones. Um, we've got a lot more Marvel coming up. Mm-hmm. As ever, They're so. all blending into one a bit, which meant <sighs> for me. Yeah, and phase four is over now. Phase four didn't win me over, I think, all in all. Phase five is starting off with what to me looks like a complete CGI mess in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah. Where it just, so much green screen. So very much green screen. It looks like our heroes go into the quantum realm quite early on in the film 
and just stay there the whole time. Yeah. And what I liked about the first Ant-Man was how real-worldy it was, despite the shrinkiness. And yeah, the trailer for that one did not win me over. And we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. No, thank you. I'll probably try it. I didn't enjoy 2, though some people think it's the best one. So, I mm. don't know. I, did you watch the holiday special? I did. I liked the holiday special. But again, a lot of that was on Earth and on a set, and it felt a bit more real. And then we've got the Marvels as our final MCU. And that's no, Karis Ms. is shaking her head. Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel. Is that yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sounds marvellous. <laughs> Yeah, and we haven't seen a trailer or anything no. apart from a little post-credit in Ms. Marvel. But the Marvel thing I'm most looking forward to is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, that trailer, part looked, one. Mm. that trailer looked amazing. Though, did you... I don't know if you saw the same trailer as me, but this one had... Is Mum maybe talking to Miles Morales? Yeah. And a very sort of emotional speech over stuff that looked very much like a manga. Mm-hmm. And that really caught my interest, and I was thinking, this looks great. And then at the end, this is blurry, splotchy set of flight scenes for about 30 mm-hmm. seconds, and that kind of turned me off. Yeah, apparently there's 200 Spider-Men or something like that in it, because every Spider-Man ever is going to be in it. A lot of Spider-Men. How many legs? That's 800 legs. <laughs> <laughs> Moving away from Marvel, and we're looking forward to Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh. <laughs> that looks great. Are, are we aware of what this film is? Yes. Yeah. And I can't believe we fell into the trap of letting you talk to mm-hmm. mention it. So due to the <laughs> expiry of a certain amount of time since A.A. Milne's death, Winnie the Pooh is now public domain. So anybody can make anything they want with Winnie the Pooh, as long as you don't infringe on anything that is Disney. added to it by yeah. Disney. So, for example, the red jumper that Winnie the Pooh wears is a Disney edition, and they retain copyright on anything they've added to the original story. Says John, who's clearly looked this up, planning something with Winnie the Pooh of his own. <laughs> yes. What you can do, though, is do take anything from the original stories and make Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey a sequel in which Chris and Robin has abandoned his childhood toys as he became an adult, and then as an adult revisits Hundred Acre Wood, where Eeyore is dead, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet have gone feral and are very angry that Chris and Robin abandoned them and decide to kill him and all his friends. <laughs> the stated aim of the director says he wants to ruin all seven billion childhoods. Oh, God. So is, is it animated? Is it live action? No, it's, li- it's live action. With CGI, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet? Uh, kind of CGI. Um, I, I, I can't tell whether it's uh, animatronics or CGI. It, look, it looks animatronics. It's very low budget. but They, they do look like they're wearing like a, a, a mask mm. kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, I think it looks fantastic. Mm. I mean, it's certainly intriguing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll keep John on side with this next one, though. And uh, Nick Cage's big film for 2023, Renfield, where he is playing Dracula. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It You're right great. there. Sorry, I just had a, 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 a moment. <laughs> you had a brief sex week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. John. <laughs> Special shout out to my friend Casey Railton, who got me for Christmas a wooden spoon with Nicolas Cage's face on it. Aww. Is that so you can spoon with Nicolas Cage? I can spoon him all night long. That's sweet. Is this a making of Nosferatu type film? Because that's already been done, hasn't no, it? No, I, th- I think it's... Uh, weird offbeat sort of retelling of the story from Renfield's perspective because he's played by Nicholas Holt Mm -hmm. and if he's bringing some of his Peter from the great energy to it Mm -hmm. that should be really fun and then Nick Cage is Dracula possibly doing a Bela Lugosi kind of thing we've seen a few pictures of him on set but no footage has yet emerged from its grave I'm very looking forward to that that's out in April I'll definitely be going to see that. That has potential. Peter, do you have anything? Has anyone seen the Barbie trailer? Oh, I'm so on board for this. It's weird, really? isn't it? Yeah. It, um, I mean, it sounded like a terrible idea. But mm-hmm. then you, you watch the trailer, which is a, like a parody of 2001, where all these little girls smash up the baby toys they've been given, like the apes do at the beginning of 2001, mm-hmm. to worship this huge, enormous idol of a Barbie doll. Played by Margot Robbie, and it's a, quite a shot-for-shot shot remake, isn't it? A load, load of it. So, mm-hmm. like bone going up in the air will be the doll spinning in the air and things. And then they cut to Barbie World, which is just like hideously everything pink. And yeah, it looks it looks weird. It, it's one of these things that could be absolutely awful or fantastic. And how? What do we know about how she's playing Barbie? 
next to nothing. I do know she's kind of rejected for not being a perfect Barbie. And I think in their world, there are lots of different Barbies. Like everyone's a Barbie, mm, okay. even though they look entirely different. And Will Ferrell, isn't it, as the head of Hasbro? I'll try not to hold that against it. Mm. So <laughs> there's, there's some meta thing going on. I mean, if you said that they're making a Barbie movie, I've got no interest in that whatsoever. But if you say Greta Gerwig's making a Barbie movie, suddenly I'm like, hmm, mm, this yeah. could be, yeah. I, I assume they're going to do something with it. Whether they can do that and balance what presumably has to also be a kid-friendly selling Barbie merchandise movie. Mm. I don't know what they're going to do. but They could do a, a dark version of it. <laughs> um, Barbie blood and honey. That's what, I was getting, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting at. Barbie blood and plastic. That's fantastic. Do I hear a, a shit Barbie joke? Not mine, but an, an, an old classic joke. Go, Go on. on. Have you heard about the divorcee Barbie model they've brought out now? Cost £5,000. But it comes with Ken's house, Ken's car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I take us to space for the film that I am maybe most looking forward to, which I did see a trailer for recently. Uh, Adam Driver oh, on a ship. Oh. There's a problem with the cryo. A young girl wakes up. He's got to look after her. They crash land on a strange planet, which turns out to be Earth 65 million years ago, and there's dinosaurs, and it's Space Adam Driver versus dinosaurs, and the film's called 65, and it could be amazing or really bad. I mean, the trailer looks amazing. I'm, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this. I'm hoping it's just really bad, but not in a Moonfall way. I'm hoping it's the film that we hoped Moonfall was. Mm. It's written by the people who wrote A Quiet Place. Okay. So that's a good sign. Yeah. Sounds amazing. It looks yeah. great. Sold. Yeah. I know yeah. nothing more about it than Adam Driver versus dinosaurs. I love Adam Driver. He's constantly surprising me. The last thing I saw... Hiding <laughs> cupboards. <laughs> <laughs> and just check behind the door right now. Saying your name behind you. He's not there. That was a surprise. <laughs> um, the last thing I saw Adam Driver in was... Oh, God. I'm so bad. I'm so bad with titles. Was it Star Wars? No, no. It, he was He was singing... With that, that French woman? The Sparks movie. Yes, Annette. That's the yeah. one. He was absolutely fantastic. I, I had no idea that he could sing. Were there any dinosaurs? No. <sighs> Were there any cocaine bears? <laughs> oh. Also, no. Because we're all looking forward to this, aren't we? Yeah. Mm. No? <laughs> well, in the true story that Cocaine Bear is based on, the effects of taking all that cocaine did not end well for the bear. So that's bad. Tell me about this movie, because I don't know anything about it. Drug cargo delivery goes wrong. A big old bag of cocaine falls from a plane, lands in the middle of a forest. A bear finds it, goes, nom, 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 uh, as bears <laughs> do with honey and indeed blood. And a bear with lots of cocaine in its system goes on a bit of a rampage and then dies from the effects of having had Aww. lots of cocaine. Aww. See, that does not make a film I'm looking forward to. It's just, just it's just sad. Well, yeah, and they, they're taking it as a very loose... The bear's still going to die at the end, though, isn't they? I mean, they I mean, die happy. Not if they want yeah. a sequel. Mm. Heroin hamster. Unless you follow it with yeah. smack but bear no, or the, something. The, the word of cocaine bear, everyone is very excited for it. People seem to have liked the trailer, but my... Yeah, I, I just think about how sad it was for the real bear. Yeah, that is very With sad. all that free cocaine, poor, poor bear. I know, if he was like doing it off another bear's arse yeah. and then just having a lovely dance up a tree, that would be a very, that would be a lovely cocaine bear story. Mm. I, I assumed it was just a film about a heavy homosexual in a nightclub having a, <laughs> <laughs> a proper night out. My mate once went to Powerhouse, okay. all dancing with the tops off and... Uh, my mate had a lollipop and he was enjoying his lollipop and he went to have a lick of it and it had disappeared and he turned around and there was a bear walking past with the lollipop stuck to his back hair <laughs> and he kind of just, just left, left it, it there. Just left you, you just have to leave You can't it, really you? have that conversation and you probably don't want the lollipop back. John, um, I'm really sorry but I've... Is, is this your mint choc chip ice cream really, up my arse? Yes. <laughs> it just kind of Again. fell up there. <laughs> Third time this week. I know, John. <laughs> Can I have it back? <laughs> oh. I mean, it's really melted, but go for it. <laughs> Excuse me, I've just got in. <laughs> okay, I'm back. So, <laughs> after that, yeah. Um, so we're not getting a new Star Wars in the cinemas this year, but we are getting season three of The Mandalorian in March, which should be exciting. 
Also in March, we're getting Jedi Survivor on video game consoles. I loved uh, Fallen Order. Uh, so this looks like it's more of the same, mm-hmm. with probably ever more implausible reasons why there's still another Jedi hanging about. Yeah, have they have they spent all the time changing the animations from Tomb Raider to make exactly the same game with slightly different graphics this time again? I mean, it, I enjoyed it, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, they, it looks they, they like it'll assumed. be as fun to play as the first one. And then in April, down in that London, uh, Hazel and Andy, not on this episode, but here in spirit, and myself will all be at Star Wars Celebration, seeing mm-hmm. all of the latest news and developments and cool Star Warsy things going on so in the you, galaxy. Have you been to one of those before? Yes, last time it was in London was in 2016, and went there for the weekend, saw Carrie Fisher do a panel, oh. saw Mark Hamill do a panel. It was really, really good fun. We were going to go to one in California in 2020, but then 2020 happened, uh, so didn't get to see the American version, but it's back in London in 2023. Yay! And uh, hopefully there'll be things about Andor Season 2 and Mando and all sorts of other exciting things going on. I'm still fan jealous. I'm sure you'll have great fun down there. Hopefully. Uh, John, you must be looking forward to The Last of Us in January. Yes. Oh, I'm Sorry. so excited about that year. Um, it just looks perfect. It looks like they've got the imagery from the game spot on. And they, they could do a shot for shot of the mm. game, and I'd be perfectly happy with that, because the opening chapter of the first game is just heartbreaking. And if they yeah. get that right, then they're going to get the rest of it right, and it could be amazing. You used to play these games with Louise, except she just watched the story while yeah. you played it, wasn't it, John? I mean, the game is good enough for that. Louise would just happily sit and watch me play it and just follow the story along. Not so much the second one. The second one for me is a little bit too dark and grim. Amy replays them every year. Really? Plays both of them actually uh, over and over again. So she is super, super hyped for the TV show. And I think anything they get even slightly wrong, she will... She'll know. But she, yeah, but she's a hundred percent happy with the casting of Joel as Pedro mm-hmm. Pascal and of Bella Ramsey as yeah. Ellie. That's her name. The scripts by the guy who wrote the Chernobyl series. Yes. yes, and the guy that did the games mm. who have kept on board. And apparently, apparently, it does divert. Yeah, it's naturally going to have to as an adaptation. Yeah. I mean, we know that Murray Bartlett from the White Lotus is in it as a character mm. who is dead when you encounter them in the game. Mm -hmm. But he's going to be a person in the show. Probably not just a corpse. Mm -hmm. I imagine we'll have a Walking Dead kind of vibe about it, but it's got an end point in place. Fallout is also getting a series, Mm -hmm. which will come in either the end of this year or beginning of next. Uh, But it's written by Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, who tend to write series that start really good and then just fade into nonsense and become <sighs> so complicated no one can follow them. Yeah, they've got cares. to do something now Westworld's cancelled. Yeah. I mean, I have been watching The Peripheral, which is by them. Okay. And that's pretty good through most of it, but it's just getting to the stage where it's turning it to nonsense. Because <laughs> <laughs> the other Nolan's got a new film out. This is Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is out the same day as Barbie, so you've got to make mm. a choice. I hear it's going to bomb. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Shut up. The, I, I have to say the trailer for Oppenheimer did absolutely nothing for me. Men in Suits Talking in Rooms. Yeah. The movie. I mean, Chris O'Nolan's not... I mean, I didn't like Tenet, but he's not gone too far wrong yet. No. You didn't like Tenet? It gave me motion sickness. I wish I understood enough of Tenet to know whether I liked it. It had a couple of really good visual sequences, but the usual problem with them is just the lack of sense. I'm a little bit wary of Oppenheimer until... We know whether it's mm. going to be straightforward or whether he's going to deliberately timey-wimey it up. I think it'll be fairly straightforward, I think. I mean, you, you quite like Nolan's historical stuff, don't you? Yeah, Dunkirk I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. And if you count The Prestige as a historical one, that's probably my favourite of his films. <laughs> Do you count that as <laughs> a historical one? Yeah, it's I set would. in the Victorian period. It's can... historical. I love The Prestige, I Dan. I hate I've got it. Oh. I hate it. I just felt cheated at the end. The the twist Mm. was just nonsense. Or was it the beginning? Tenet, 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 tenet. (gasps) They set it in one world and then suddenly just turned the rules upside down. Yeah. See, that's one of the reasons why I love it. Whereas when Interstellar did something kind of similar, that lost Mm. me completely. Yes. So 
time cupboard or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. time cupboard. It's locked in a bookcase. And I mean, I was I was ready for Interstellar to end mm. like an hour before that. Me too. But it just kept going, and I loved it. But I wanted it to end. I I I I, I, I misunderstood. I I thought it was a film about Christopher Nolan drinking some strong shite lager and getting into a fight. Interstellar. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Is that There's next another year? one of them this year, yes, I think. It is. Dead Reckoning Part 1. Complete with stuff filmed in the Lake District. Yep. Ooh. And many, many other places. Oh, yes. They get yeah, to go yeah. to lots of nice places. Isn't mm-hmm. Tom Jones in it? Tom Cruise. Oh, we'll be in two. <laughs> I mean, not... <laughs> it's not unusual for him to be in things. Oh. <laughs> Tom Jones. You were very generous with your expression there. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. Uh, it's not Tom Jones, Keris. It's uh, the other one. It's a, Do, were, were you genuinely asking about Tom Jones, as in the eighty-something sure, singer uh, being in yes, Mission Impossible? Yes, I'm sure he's in it. He's in something. He was filming something this year. I was sure was it Dungeons and Dragons. I, see, this is the thing. I'm 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 terrible with trailers, so I kind of get whispers of rumors. Tom Jones does have a link to this podcast. Because he's here right now. Tom Jones everywhere. <laughs> he's been standing in John's bathroom this whole time. <laughs> with, Adam, <laughs> with Adam Driver. Now, Tom Jones only has one real acting credit that I'm aware of. Uh, Mars Attacks? Mars Attacks, yeah. Uh, he was in a TV show playing himself uh, mm-hmm. this year. I, I've been looking up Tom Jones' upcoming... You've been looking things. up Tom Jones, so you... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you mint truck chips up there. Still, John. Um, <laughs> He was in a James Corden series that was the thing in I 2022. Saw him in. Yeah. Okay. Um, other than that, the people who made Poldark are making an adaptation of the 1743 Henry Fielding novel called Tom Jones. Mm. Right. Which I think is out in 2023. Okay. But I don't think he's in Mission Impossible. Sorry. He might. So do you think they're actually going to manage to kill him properly this time? Because <laughs> it's like he attempts in every movie he does just to find a more elaborate way of just escaping death. Did, did we see the recent behind-the-scenes video that he put out showing how they did the jumping off a cliff on a motorbike then jumping off the motorbike stunt? I did not see that. Tell me more. Tom Cruise rides a motorbike off a cliff mm-hmm. and then jumps off the motorbike and is in the air. Oh, right. And then the motorbike just... The motorbike disappears, disappears. down to the bottom of the cliff. Wasteful. Then just Zenu just protect him. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he survived. But the video was showing how much training he did for it, jumping out of helicopters like 30, 40 times. And... He's a clone. That's how he does it. Yes. <laughs> He's a clone. Stop spoiling the prestige. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's prestiged. What all... There's just dozens of dead Tom Cruises at the bottom, <laughs> at the bottom of the cliff. <laughs> yeah. And motorbikes. Has anyone seen that YouTube video where it shows you what happens when Mario dies? No. Oh, he's got a film out next year as he well. Has. This is relevant. Yeah. He's got a film out. Is, is it some sort of prestige thing underneath at yeah. the bottom of Super Mario World? He just starts the 2D Mario game and he misses the jump and falls off the bottom of the screen and it cuts like live action. This guy just falling flat into like a pile of dead Marios. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's a me, a Mario. Is not how he's going to sound because he's voiced by Chris Pratt. Why, Chris? Money. Is Chris Pratt definitely not doing an Italian accent? I mean, you hear a little bit of him in the trailer. He does a wahoo uh-huh. at one point, and it sounded about as Italian as I did just there. I mean, if you really like Mario games, I think you're probably quite excited about this, but. Do we need one? No. No. I don't think we do. Who needs a Mario movie? And I Chris like Pratt Mario. needs money. Mm-hmm. <sighs> My six year old nephew is very, very excited about the Mario movie. Okay. The extent that I'm going to have to go and see it at the cinema with him. Are you going to ruin it for <laughs> <laughs> I just going to tell him about all the dead Marios. Yeah. <laughs> he got a Nintendo Switch for Christmas, and so we've spent the last three days just playing Mario Kart. Oh, Mario Kart's the best. Yeah, but in the two-player mode, if he starts losing, he just pulls the cartridge out of the top of the machine and runs off with it. Oh. <laughs> you need to get that out of it. Yeah. Rage quitting, huh? I believe and they call that. fond memories yeah. of beating... My brother, Mario. I've only got a couple more things to mention. Dungeons and Dragons film out in April. <gasps> yes! I actually hated the trailer. I haven't seen it's, the it's trailer. Just, it's just splodgy CGI. 
Chris Pine doesn't feel right in the part. I think it looks fun. Yeah. I think I, I like the tone of it. I mean, yeah. I hope I'm wrong because I, I want there to be a good film. It looks like a lot of fun. All the monsters are there. Chris, you play D&D, don't you? Yeah, my yeah. D&D friends were um, updating me regularly with the whereabouts of said cast. My lovely D&D friends, we're all excited about it. I, I hope it's great. Yeah, same directors as Game Night, who also wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. It's got a good bunch of people behind mm. it. It looks nice and self-aware, like, doesn't look like it takes itself yeah, too seriously. I'm, I'm hoping for something in the kind of style and tone of Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would hope so. They managed to hit that tonal sweet spot. That would be Do good. Do you know what was really, really good? And you, this may be... Star Wars. After, this may be before your time. Jurassic Park. No, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon series. I kind of remember it existing, but I don't know if I've ever watched it. But it got cancelled before they did the finale. And then someone had a PDF of what was going to be the final script. People voice recorded it with the original cast or some of the original cast. And then someone's gone through and found clips from the episodes that match <laughs> and right. kind of recreated what should have been the finale. Wow. Uh, using use, using footage from other episodes. People have so much time on their hands nowadays. <laughs> so much. <laughs> a couple of things that John might be excited about. Season four of Succession. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I don't know if it's the final season. It feels like it's heading towards its conclusion. Yeah. But I don't know, we've got one or two more series left, but that is the best thing on TV. Mm. So that's going to be very exciting. And then tell us about Groundhog Day on stage. Yes, Groundhog Day is back, and we are going to see it again rather confusingly. We are going to see it thanks to <laughs> Daniel Watkins and his use of a telephone. Yes, uh, there was much demand for the return to London of Tim Minchin's Groundhog Day musical, so much so that it crashed the entire website for the Old Vic Theatre. And luckily, after several hours of both John and I refreshing and trying to get hold of tickets, I rang the box office and I spoke to a person and they were lovely (gasps) and they must have been having the most stressful day at the old Vic box office that day, but they sorted us out with tickets and we're going in July. Oh, that's lush. The telephones do have a use nowadays. (laughs) They do indeed. You spoke to a person. What's that like? (laughs) It was was very scary, but I think I did okay. Is it a bit like this, but without seeing each other? Yeah. (laughs) Like not knowing if they're going to talk back. So that's that's probably the the big theatrical thing to look forward to this year yeah. from a nerdy point of view. But Neil Gaiman's Ocean at the End of the Lane is touring theatres around the country this year as well, and that looks like it'll be really good. We're going to go see that in Newcastle. I, just, but I, I think we will, too. I assume it's going to Edinburgh. It is in Edinburgh as well, yeah. Neil Gaiman once retweeted one of my tweets, so we're basically friends now. <laughs> <laughs> what was the tweet, please? Uh, it was about one of his short stories. Was it your short story is shit and then his reply was just block? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. There is one very obvious thing we've missed, which is the return of Doctor Who. Ah. In it, not being crap. Yeah. <laughs> is that 2023? Yes. Yep. November. Yes. November. Yeah, it's coming back for the 60th, 60th. anniversary. Oyen's birthday, as we like to call it. Yes. So it's three one-hour episodes with David Tennant back. Yes. But also the new guy. Yes, yeah. yeah. Who I, whose name I can't pronounce. Shooty Sh- Gatwa. Shooty. Shooty. Shooty Gatwa. All right. Shooty Gatwa. Um, who is the. Is he still officially the 14th Doctor or is David Tennant the 14th and Shooty Gatwa the 15th? Uh, David Tennant has been announced as the 14th. Okay. All right. And that makes Shooty the 15th. Mm-hmm. And they revealed his outfit, which is. Very, it's a very cool Doctor Who kind mm-hmm. of outfit. I, I like it with the orange and the tweediness. And... The trailer only shows him at the very end, mm. but being extremely camp. And I think that's delightful. <laughs> it's so funny. But the yeah. story seems to be about uh, Donna, who I think he essentially had to wipe himself out of her memory or the world would collapse. He's back there, and he, but if she sees him, basically the world will collapse. So he has to operate without her knowing what's going on. And it, it, it's all weird. And if only he had other places in all of time and space to go to where she <laughs> wouldn't see him. I presume there's something he has to fix oh, okay. at that particular time, or something about her life. Maybe he needs to fix. Yeah. So are th- these three are these Russell T Davis episodes, or does he start after Tenant? N- yeah, they are. Really they're RTD. The, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So we're very much into new, new who. But I, I think it would be great because uh, Shuti Gatwa, he's pretty popular as well through the Sex Education series. Yep. Uh, and I think it'll attract a whole load of new fans as well as people for whom the high point was David Tennant was doing it. 
And I mean, we were talking about feeling old earlier. Uh, the new companion is 18 years old. 18? <laughs> she will not be old enough to remember Christopher Eccleston bringing Doctor Who back in 2005. <laughs> because she'll have been born the year before. Just get used to all this stuff, Dad. It yeah. gets worse and get older. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, Russell T. Davies is also doing a weird thing called Nolly, which is about the ITV soap Crossroads. And Noel Gordon, who got sacked from it for some reason I didn't <laughs> bother to research the reason for. <laughs> but that could be interesting. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdest series I've seen is 007 Road to a Million. And this is uh, on Amazon. It's an eight-part series where contestants take on challenges in locations from Bond movies around the world. The reason is Amazon have now bought MGM, so they have half shares in the Bond um, franchise. So it's obviously a thing they're all trying to do to keep interest alive. I hate James Bond so much. (laughs) Why would you bring this up? (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily, there's no Bond film scheduled for 2023. Thank God. I'm very excited. Well, I'm not as excited as I was initially when I heard they're making an adult Velma series. Oh, yes. (laughs) Mm. Because you thought it was going to be live action. You were expecting Linda Cardellini. I was expecting Linda Cardellini in an orange jumper. This is an animated Velma by uh, Mindy Kaling. Okay. And Sexy Velma is only live action, as has been established. Yeah, I mean, it depends how she's drawn. (laughs) 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 We're also getting um, Squid Game Season 2. Yes. Ah, okay. About which we know absolutely nothing. Which is fine, because we knew absolutely nothing about the first one, and Mm. it did take the world by storm. I'm really looking forward to... Have you seen this new Exorcist coming out, John? I have. It's the guys that did the new Halloween. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, you know, I'm not going to repeat myself. Wouldn't normally stop you. It's going to be the first one of a new trilogy. Right, okay. And going, oh, just make a film. I know that, yeah, exactly why I overcommit to such mm-hmm. a disappointment. I'm aware that it's going to be terrible, but I'm going to see it. Yeah, they've got Ellen Burstyn back. Right, okay. Um, and she did an interview, and they're basically, why have you done this? And she said, I kept turning it down, and eventually they just offered me so much money. Which I think a big chunk of it she's actually giving to charity. Oh, uh, like, yeah. yeah, that's nice. To help other exorcists. <laughs> Poker Face I'm looking forward to as well, mm. um, which is Ryan Johnson's TV series. Based on the Lady Gaga song. Yes. Oh. Really? <laughs> no, I am No, it's not. It's got Le- Natasha Leone in it, hasn't it? So Natasha Leone is a private detective who knows when somebody's lying to her. So it's like, lie to me. I've never seen Lie to Me, but I thought it sounded vaguely familiar. That's the invention of lying as well. That's one where nobody can lie. Um, A premise that falls apart 10 minutes into a 90-minute film. Or as soon as you see that it's got Ricky Gervais in it. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) can she turn on and off the ability to know when people are lying? Because that must be quite upsetting. That's Mm. what they explore a lot in Lie to Me. I wonder if anyone's told him about this Lie to Me series. He thought it they were lying. Exactly, it sounds exactly <laughs> like the Because he's, he's an expert in behaviour. It's like Tim Roth as yeah. house but not a doctor. That's, yeah. that's a perfect way to describe it. He's a, mm-hmm. an expert in body language. Oh, yeah, I used to love that. It was I a, used to love but they that used to say well. micro-expressions at least every episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know how, like, in house, every other guesses, it's Wilson's disease. Would you like to know if somebody was lying to you? No. I don't believe you. How Wink. can you tell? <laughs> was it my micro expression? Wink. Wink. I love how blink is the plural of wink. <laughs> <laughs> we run out of things to okay. look forward uh, to. Okay. I've, <laughs> I've got another weird one. Uh, shrinking. Oh, I, the tri- no. It looks awful. Fuck <laughs> off. It's the Tittle Two people. <laughs> Oh, that's why you hate it, of course. And, and, yeah. and Who the, told him? The, the, the <laughs> teaser trailer I saw looked like the... Oh, I, I, I think we've got, have we got the same list. But this is Harrison Ford in a comedy show on TV. Okay. Which is very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, starring with Jason Siegel, And it is written by Ted Lasso and Scrubs creator Bill Lawrence. And Brett Goldstein. Mm. Uh, yes. Okay. So, good. could be good. Might not be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With that pedigree, how could it be anything other than... Absolute shite. <laughs> yeah. um, so, new Pixar coming out in 2023, Elemental. It's uh, earth, air, fire, and water kind of live in a big city together, and a girl who is fire 
falls in love with the guy who was. Is water. she hot? Uh, she is. She she burns <laughs> at the touch, and he's all soggy. Um, but <laughs> soggy. Yeah, he's water. Of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that I know nothing about it beyond that. I don't think we've seen too much beyond an initial trailer. But it's Pixar, and it's a new idea rather than a sequel so mm. it's got more chance of being good than bad like in the last year turning red was really good mm-hmm. yeah. Lightyear was kind of not yeah. so anytime they're going back to something that's not a sequel i'm there for it you say it's a new idea but it sounds very similar to inside out it does yeah, yeah but inside out was brilliant so yeah i can forgive them that. And, that and that was emotions as opposed to elements I yes suppose. and a, a sequel i am kind of looking forward to is puss in boots the last wish for some reason, they've decided to do a sequel to Puss in Boots is over a decade later. Antonio Banderas. This is Antonio Banderas, but they've changed up the animation style and it's kind of Spider-Verse-y. Okay. And yeah, that's as much as I need, like, cool Spider-Verse-y animation, Puss in Boots. The little cat that goes, oh, when something silly happens, is back, according to the trailer. So <laughs> yeah, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Highlight of the year, Puss in Boots. <laughs> You know what I'm really looking forward to? What? Scream. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. I in Is the last it still one. General Ortega? Wednesday. I think she was in the last one. I gave up when Wes Craven is no longer involved for, I mean, for obvious reasons, but... Lazy dead man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lazy, lazy corpse. I did a scream when I heard Scream 6 was coming out. It's going to New York. <laughs> is that your New York yes, voice? It was. So who is it has, hey. it has it finally lost the original cast or is it is it all newer people? Well, there was a bit of a, a thing about them not bringing Nev Campbell back because they offered her she, a ridiculous amount of paltry amount of money apparently. Yeah, and she felt she was worth more than that and they mm. went, "Well, we're not going to give you that." And she went, "Fine, I'm not going to be in the film." She's really busy otherwise. But she's <laughs> But yeah, good, good for her. Dan, what are you looking forward to? Well, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it yet, but I believe Groundhog Day is coming back to the stage, John. Uh, is it? It is, yeah. Um, did you manage to get tickets? Uh, yeah, they actually crashed the website because there was so much demand for it, but I spoke to someone on the phone and they were really helpful and sorted us out, so we're going in July. Oh, excellent. Uh, what was that like? Uh, it was really awkward, but they were super, super helpful. Um, <laughs> scary talking to people on the phone, but... How do you just feel about phone calls? I, I think if somebody phones me up, I assume there's something wrong. Yeah. Mm. It's so rare nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. Especially if it comes on a landline. Yeah. I mean, speaking of landlines, um, Groundhog Day is coming back to theatres. <laughs> How did you get in touch with them? <laughs> Through a landline. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's wrap it up by what we're really looking forward to. What's the thing that's really sort of turning you on about what's coming in the next year? John? What's turning me on about what's coming in the next <laughs> oh, year? Oh, he's already talked about sexy Velma. <laughs> <laughs> what's turning us on? What's floating your boat? Uh, that's worse. <laughs> John? Well, I'm going to book the expectations of your question by mentioning something <laughs> that I completely forgot to mention in my list of things, which is we're getting a new Evil Dead movie. Um, Evil Dead Rise, directed by Lee Cronin. So this doesn't have Bruce Campbell as Ash because he retired mm-hmm. after the TV series. Uh, apparently, when you get to a certain age, being whacked around the head with plyboard and thrown through buildings and so on, it gets quite difficult. So he's stepping behind the camera, so he's very involved as a producer. It was originally going to be a HBO Max straight-to-streaming film, but the test results were so good from the screenings that they put some more money into it, and it's now getting a big theatrical release in, mm. in spring. That's a good sign. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Karis? I'm looking forward to so many horror releases coming out this year. But most of all, I'm looking forward to Renfield because mm. it's an interesting original concept rather than a continuation of a never-ending franchise. Okay. That I like an great. original concept because no one's done a Dracula movie before, so that's going to be... <laughs> that's the <yeah>, end. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Whereas most franchises don't know when to die. Uh, I think I'm looking forward to 65, probably best. Predator meets dinosaurs. That sounds very cool. Hopefully it's everything I hoped and dreamed of. Dan, what for you? The Last of Us. I'm changing my mind and having that too. (laughs) (laughs) It's quiz time. Yay! I hope you've all remembered the last 12 months because this is the 2022 quiz of 2022. I've taken a lot of drugs, so maybe not. Yeah, but they were mainly cold medicine. Yeah. 
So I've got a few questions for each of you about things to do with 2022. And if you get the answer right, you get 22 points. (laughs) If you don't know the answer or you get the answer wrong, the other two nerds get 22 points. So it theoretically is possible to win without getting anything right. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't tested this, but we'll find out. John, House of the Dragon was about a civil war within which family? Got the name, Valeris. No, that is incorrect, I'm afraid. So it's 22 points to Karis oh, and Pete. Ah, too late. You gave your first answer. Uh, Karis, what were you going to say there? Terry Grubgren. Terry Grubgren, <laughs> yeah. Very good. So that's 22 Tarragon. points to Peter and to Karis. Uh, Karis, which Netflix show linked Kate Bush and Metallica? Stranger Things. Correct. Yeah. 22 points to Karis. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peter, what won Best Picture at the 2022 Oscars? Oh. Uh, Your time is up. It was, yeah. Time limits are randomly decided by me. (laughs) Um, Just to put the pressure on. It was Coda. That very memorable film, Coda. The the deaf lady with the daughter that wanted to be a singer. Child of deaf adults. I could have spent a whole entire year trying to think of that and not come (laughs) up with it. Uh, John, in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, what was Nick Cage's favourite film? Paddington 2. Correct. As indeed everybody's. As it should be. Uh, Karis, which Jedi was pursued by the Inquisitors this summer? She doesn't know. Luke, he was in it in the last episode. Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that is 22 points to John and to Peter. Uh, Peter's next question. Which film was voted the greatest of all time by Sight and Sound magazine this year? Oh, some weird thing from 1974 in a foreign language, or possibly Belgian, um, uh, with a very long title, like John of the 35th of February or some such name. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, very kind. It was uh, Jean Dielman, 23 Quai de Commerce, 1018 Bruxelles. That was quite close, actually. That was yeah, nowhere so, near. I don't think he should get the point. Well, I knew I could rely on you, yeah, Karis. We're halfway through and it's all equal. 66 points, everyone. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, John, in Moon Knight, where does Stephen Grant work? British Museum. Yeah. Do you remember what department? I'm going to... Do I need to know you, that? You don't need to, know. You, I'm going to guess got the point. Egyptology the is the obvious answer, but... Well, oh, no, it, was it the gift shop? It was. It was gift shop. He was gift shoppist, wasn't he? Oh, Moon Knight. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Karis... We spent several weeks doing that, boys. <laughs> Karis, what was the highest grossing film of 2022? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Should have been. Um, sad, sadly, it, it was not. It was... Oh, uh, I know. Oh, Peter, Peter knows the answer. Was he gets it, the points anyway, but do you want to say? Was it Maverick? It was. It was Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Has that been... Of is that still correct? As of this morning, it was still correct. Because I think Avatar 2's closing in. Oh, it's really? closing in, but it's not there yet. Peter, what was the name of Peacemaker's best birdie friend? Howley? <laughs> Almost, it was Eagly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course, because he's an eagle, not an owl. Idiot. (laughs) Idiot. And last question each. John, Marvel revealed phases five and six, including the next two Avengers films this year. Name one of those Avengers films. Um, Avengers, milk chocolate ice cream up the arse. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favourite one. (laughs) Uh, Sadly, I would have accepted the Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars. I would not have got either of those. Uh, Karis, what won the Oscar for the most cheerworthy moment in movie history this year? That was an, that was an Oscar. I know. Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, is this the Smash Hits Awards or something? What's it? Chris, what? Punch him back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, so I'm just going to guess. Uh-huh. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> I mean, that would have been a better choice. It was The Flash Enters the Speed Force, of course. <sighs> Oh, of course. Oh, Do yes. we not remember cheering when we saw that at the greatest moment in movie history? <sighs> you know, we spent like an hour and a half talking about the things we're all looking forward to next year, and that film didn't even enter any of our consciousnesses. And Peter, last question. Name any 2022 episode of the Nerdfest podcast. <laughs> um, best of 2022. <laughs> best bits of 2022 trying best stuff of two that's the one i actually changed it that's why i couldn't remember <laughs> yeah best stuff of hang on, hang on hang on he gets a point there for what was clearly his third attempt all oh, right okay I, yeah, I, I wouldn't give that to i think okay. we should get those points done okay all right <laughs> let he's, me just calculate it's a draw now i know that actually does give us a clear winner so yeah some of the answers you could have had were moonfall oh yeah 
Yeah. Uh, Mooning a Knight. Yes. Uh, every episode all at once. Oh. Pod Save the Queen. R.I.P. Oh. Thor Loser. Martian McFly. Obi-Wan Cares. Roses are red. This podcast is blue. I like to be an American horror story. I can list all 25 of these. <laughs> I have got them all written down. <laughs> I did check. Um, but yeah, so uh, best stuff for 2022 was a correct answer. But as John pointed out, it was your third attempt. <laughs> so you don't, get, you don't no, get the points. Uh, the winner of the 2022 quiz with 176 points is John. Oh. Well done, John. You win 2022. What does he win? He gets oh. to pick from his own sack oh. of fun. John's sack. Poetic justice. Haven't seen your sack in a while, John. <laughs> Liam Neeson, Run All Night, co-starring Joel Kinnaman, Common, and Ed Harris. Neeson hits hard in a tense, tough mob thriller. Does he have a child who he loses and has to go chasing after to rescue them? I, by any I, I assume he just has to run all night from Common, who I believe is a, a rapper of a, some a, sort. He is a rapper. And an Oscar winner. I think he won Best Original Song once. Yeah, I mean, I'm not watching it, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> Rendering the whole quiz pointless. <laughs> Damn it. I haven't seen everything everywhere all at once yet, so I'm not going to watch Run All Night. No, you should, that. I think you should watch everything everywhere all How at once. How have you not watched that yet? Just haven't had time. All right. We, we've been saving it for a moment where we're not going to get interrupted. Have you seen The Flash Enters the Speed Force, though? I have. I Did you cheer? I had to, it was the most cheer-worthy cheer I've ever cheered. You know what? That's the second biggest cheer, actually, that I had last year. The first one was when I heard that Groundhog Day's oh, yeah. coming back. Uh, Did you manage to get tickets? <laughs> oh, well. no, no, I'm not going to play along. <laughs> So, 2022 is in the past. We are now in the great new world of 2023. If you enjoyed all our podcasts over the last year, then please find us on the internet and send us a message on the burning hellhole that is the remnants of Twitter or (laughs) Facebook or Instagram, MySpace or any others. Mastodon. I like that one. It's the rudest sounding. It is the rudest sounding. (laughs) And what what would we do for somebody who leaves us five stars? I am going to take you to see Groundhog Day the Musical, which is back on stage this year, John. Hang on, Dan's got my tickets. (laughs) No, I will make any version of Winnie the Pooh that you Mm. want now that it's in the public domain. It doesn't matter what genre, what medium, if it involves Winnie the Pooh, we're allowed to do it now, so I will make that for you. So if you want a time-travelling Winnie the Pooh on ice fighting robots from the year 56,000. I didn't, but I do now. If you would like to see Winnie the Pooh in the 15th century, we can do that. Winnie Yee Pooh? (laughs) (laughs) I want to rank King Winnie the Pooh. Where we replace every monarch in British history with Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Several of them probably did love honey. (laughs) Love honey is one of my favourite websites. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all for this week. Uh, You've been listening to a woman who is always screaming everywhere all at once. Ah! <laughs> that wasn't me. That was, that was Eagly from Peacemaker. A man who never hopes to hear about Groundhog Day again. A man who's just been reminded, actually, Peter John Groundhog Day is going to back on stage. <laughs> and a man who has ruined more childhood dreams than the director of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. See you next time, everyone. Bye. Thanks, John. I finally got that. I finally got the (laughs) shock out. (laughs) Reincorporation.